0: WOFX Troy, WGY FM Two Albany, W Two Forty EC Albany, Fox Sports Nine Eighty and Ninety Five Point
1: Nine FM. Happy Memorial Day, everyone, and uh, of course, thank you to everyone who. Gave all to make sure that we can uh, enjoy this great country of ours. Guys can show up to work in a
2: Pearl Washington jersey. That's Pearl right, Pearl Washington jersey. Just
1: has never. It, it looks. It, I, I had to look twice. I thought it was. I thought it was Pearl Washington in his playing days. I really did. I thought uh, that walked in. Uh, Levan, guys, and uh, we're here, and it's it's all Tommy Corporate's fault. Uh, we're the only ones in this building. There's no one else here. Um, I should be at a lake right now, but no, we're doing this show. Two hours of radio. Trump's all the fun that I could be having today. I'm sure because God's wanted me to stare at his hairy shoulders.
2: We, we're technically the new guys here at iHeart Media Albany. We were Let's, on- can you, See,
1: you portray that. What do you mean? You portray that, and that is how you get treated. Since I've been here, and I'm not even like, like everything's not finalized, right? Like I'm, like it's, we, we know the deal, whatever, but we're still like working through some minutia because that's what you have to do. I've gotten all the things you wanted just by asking for them. You just don't you portray yourself as the new guy. I don't know if you looked around. We're the only guys right now.
2: <laughs> we were on WGY this morning. Yeah, you woke me up for that too. What the heck? What else could we do? Kiss 102. Three? I'm not
1: kissing you no. I don't I'm hop on the river real quick. I would do ri- river, river and kiss. I've never been on either one of those. I've been in the Kiss studio before. Picks I've done um what is it wild country wild country A little try hop on with the legend jamie roberts love jamie she was she's on mornings though She was very nice to me when i first started on radio um no we shouldn't be here no one else is here we shouldn't be here we should not be here
2: how dare you well we are here and we are the only ones live and local talking sports in the capital region upstate new york it spreads west it spreads east and levec there's a reason we're here today why? The other guy, the guy you want me to talk about didn't do anything. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that guy who didn't so, do anything. Yeah,
1: so let me get this straight. I have to show up to work to talk about a guy who didn't show up to work. He showed up, as, as, the, as the Albany Empire Twitter account pointed out, technically he suited up and was on the field at halftime. He was giving away shirts and stuff or, or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, the Albany Empire for, I want to say it was, it was more than a week, promoted that team owner. NFL superstar Antonio Brown would suit up and play a couple plays. Went to practice, practice for a, a good eight seconds, caught that pass, kind of right, ready to go. And then I want to say two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon, my phone starts going off. Mutual friend of ours, AJ Pankowski from uh, CBS six,
2: the phenomenal one, a. <laughs> hey. Jay Pankowski, the pride of the Finger Lakes,
1: asked me about rules in the National Arena League, and I was like, "Listen, I don't have the, I don't have my, I don't have my books handy. What do you want to know? I'll see if I can remember. Is there a rule that if your physical, if if the form for your player physical isn't in by a certain time, you can't play in a game?" And I said, "Well, you know, I know that that was something that we took extremely seriously." here at the empire because of workers comp because of the safety of the players so when we whenever they reported whenever a player reported they were usually within 24 hours they were getting their physical so i don't i have to check well before i could even get the the ruling abigail Rubel from the times union talked to commissioner siegfried of the national real league and it's an owner situation so if an owner decides that you don't have your physical form in fast enough the owner can then say you can't play, but the league will not. So Antonio Brown was telling the media that he couldn't play or his people were telling the media that he couldn't play because his physical wasn't in in time. Who owns the empire? I believe that's Antonio Brown. So couldn't he just say, you know what, Antonio, go ahead and play. Oh, thanks, Antonio. I appreciate that. You're a very understanding owner. Thanks, you're a great player. And then he goes, plays. Like, that. that's what could have happened. So now we're already at, I've already, we've all talked about this. I don't know anyone who thought, like, 100% he's getting on the field. 100% he's going to play. I wondered how he was going to get out of playing. So this this thing comes out. Well, little does he know, we were all going to find out real quick that that wasn't a rule. Go a step farther. If you go through Facebook and everything, you can see where, um, a friend reached out and let me know that he hasn't even picked up his, his, they had a specially made 84 for him in an empire uniform. He, it was waiting for him at UPS to be picked up because with a rush order, you basically have two choices. You can go grab it. The second it's here, or you can wait for it to be delivered to your, to your establishment situation like this. You send somebody over to grab it, like right away. Uh, it was still sitting there. It never got picked up. It hasn't been paid for yet either, but that's less shocking. Um, so here's another reason he's not playing. Well, then he's like aggressive while he's being asked by all local media, why didn't you play? Well, you know, it's not just about, you know, when the physical, you got to get in shape, you got time. You know, I, as a good owner, I can't just change the rules for me that I would expect to be different for the players. Okay. That's true. I agree with that last part. But you knew that if that be the case, you knew you weren't playing this week and you knew all week you weren't playing this week. Let's be real. Let's be real. You knew you weren't playing. You had one of the biggest turnouts we've seen since, since 2019, maybe the 21 championship game. And a lot of those players, a lot of those fans were there to see you play. I saw, I saw Antonio Brown jerseys in the stands.
2: So you scammed them. That's the part that ticks me off the most here this Monday afternoon, this Monday evening. That if you spent money to go see Antonio Brown, if you believe in the product, Levesque, this is how we left our show on Friday. My biggest fear, go back and listen on Apple and Spotify if you missed Friday's show. We said this closing out the weekend show. We said my fear, me, was that he was going to burn the fans and that was going to be the end of it. Because once you lose trust with a fan base, it's over. It's done. We almost got as extreme to talk about the still Oakland Athletics about, the leases with stadiums and everything else. We talked about teams moving at the professional level outside of the capital region. But when you tell your fans, you're going to give them something and it doesn't happen. And the reason is that nonsense. We heard Saturday night about physicals and not being in shape. Come on. And then that what, what ticked me off just as much. And I know this is a smaller percentage of the fan base for the Albany empire, but the tweet that went out at halftime from the official Albany empire Twitter account, that said something along the lines of, hey, our owner is suited up for the game. Hopefully his presence will inspire the team for the second half. Like, you tried being cute about it. Like, we said, suited up. Like, right. Barney Stinson from How I Met right. Your Mother. He's wearing a suit. Get it? Suited it up? Come on. They go on to lose
1: 49-27 to to Fayetteville. And Fayetteville's not, Fayetteville's not a bad team. They're an expansion team. Um, Kato's a heck of a quarterback. We said all this on Friday. This is, this is what we kind of, we, I, I thought it'd be a, a good game. I thought if, if AB actually played and, you know, helped put points on the board, you never know. Um, Carrie Starks. Wow. Woo! I know he fumbled, but I've always known him as a, as like a defensive specialist. He was, there were, there were players out there, Patton, Starks, um, uh, Fabian Garrett, they were like trying to like personally will this team to victory. There were three people out there who were playing like like they they just it was they just couldn't stand losing and that's what you want to see like that's so if I'm as as a guy who's been with the Empire for a while, I have mixed emotions when it comes to Kerry Starks but after watching him put on the the blue and orange and play, whew, man hell of a game, young man but but that's you lost and and also all those fans are disappointed.
2: Come on. We want to hear from you as well today. If you were an Albany Empire fan that was in attendance, if you bought a ticket, if you're ticked off, we want to hear from you. Phone lines are open to you today. 518-690-0980. 518-690-0980. If you were in attendance, you're mad, you're upset, you're ticked off on this Memorial Day. If you've been, let's say, uh, lubricated throughout the afternoon, just <laughs> be nice to us on the air. If you've been enjoying some hot dogs. See what I did there? I said hot dogs and beers and anything hey, good else. Come man, good man. We want to hear from you on the phone line, social media, at WOFX980 on Twitter, Facebook as well. This is my, my new favorite question, just because I know it gets reactions out of you. And I saw you going wild on social media, LeVac. Does this bother you? Our favorite <laughs> thing to do at LeVac, the former president of the Albany Empire, does this bother you? It both bothers you and I that Antonio Brown didn't play and lied yep. to the Capital Region Sports End. That one's yep. an obvious one.
1: And then and then was very smug about it earlier.
2: Yes, and we're ticked. We had a few days to cool off about it, but I'm sure phone calls and tweets and anything might fire us up again. Let's talk about the ticket situation. Does that bother you about like pro football talk and other outlets sharing this ticket situation with the attendants? I know you just referenced it a few minutes ago, but I feel like there's more to that. Than maybe a casual sports fan doesn't understand what we're talking about. Um,
1: so it, it I like I like clarification. I do like clarification. Um, reports are out there that somewhere between 40 to 60 percent of that crowd was comp tickets i i have no problem with you comping tickets like i you know in in 21 in the heat of covid we literally went on tour like the front office of the albany empire we would go everywhere we could and hand out tickets we would pay players extra appearance money to go to malls and just walk around and hand out tickets because it was more important to put people in the seats than it was to make money at that exact point in time, but it was clear we didn't. We never hit it. We never hit it at all. We told you flat out, like saying, so "Yeah, we want to sell. We want to sell fourteen thousand tickets to every game, but more importantly, we want to have fourteen thousand people in every game." Um, so I don't. I don't have a problem with them comping tickets. I think they were smart to comp tickets. Uh, I have a problem with everybody acting like it was this like unmitigated success that they got people in the stands. I have a bigger problem with that being the biggest crowd you've had this season and you didn't deliver. And I'm not talking about winning the game because now former head coach Pete Porcelli, you heard me correct. We'll explain that in a second. You know, had a very short period of time to put a team together and spent most of the week probably assuming he had a seventh time NFL Pro Bowler playing wide receiver. So I don't losing is losing. It sucks. It's the worst, but it happens you lied to the fans. The only reason you get more people probably asking for the money back is they didn't pay for their seats in the first place. So I had no problem with the comp seats. I have a problem with portraying it as you did some kind of great success and I have a bigger problem with the most people you've had all, all year. You lied to all of them.
2: Okay. That second part, you said there, lying about the fans. I totally agree with you. I'm a little surprised by the first part for your reaction. I think it's because you and I know a little bit about that industry because a lot of people listening right now might be like, wait a second. They had this great attended game. The numbers were awesome. The crowd was good. And they don't understand that part we're talking about where, like, free tickets are given out. However, I'm with you on that comp take because we've covered so many events like this, not just in the Capital Region, but others. Like, comp tickets is a part of this, and it's a little unfair. Well, not to mention you've had so much negative press. Get the people in there. Let them see how great it is, and they'll come back. Yes, and that's the thing. Like, if you're going to do this, like, the comp ticket percentage, then do it for every single sporting event. like. Uh, How many comp tickets were there for the Patroons or Siena basketball or the Knicks or the A's or the Titans? You know, I'm just naming teams off. You can't do it like, hey, there was 5,000 fans. Yeah, but 60% was comped. Okay, but what about the Yankees tonight? How many comp tickets are the? You just can't pick and choose what the numbers. Like, if it's not a storyline, don't make one up. And this is not a shot the previous Empire ownership, but... You and I have had different roles at the Empire. Broadcasters, on-field, court jesters is the term I like to use. Mm-hmm. The 2018 kickoff, when the Empire first debuted, people called it a sellout. Whatever the number was, $14,000. Hell of a lot of comp tickets for yeah. that one. And that's not well, a shot, but like no one – Well, that, no was, part did, of, that right? was part of the business
1: model. Right. To be perfectly honest with you. Because you, you got to sit down and do the math, right? So if it costs me $25,000 in advertising – to sell six thousand tickets, well, what if it what would it cost me to sell five thousand tickets and give away two thousand tickets? Oh, it's well, it's down to this number. Okay, so it's a wash. So I can get people in. They'll come buy tickets later. So it's part of your advertising cost. you know that's that's what you kind of look at it, like,
2: yeah, and I don't, I, magic trick's not the right term here, but how people can look at it be like, okay, social media, we see this all the time with social media companies, and especially young reporters, young traditional media reporters, will all of a sudden jump from 300 followers on Instagram to 3,000. Be like, right. whoa, it must be because they joined X outlet. No, they bought the followers. Like <laughs> Most people wouldn't know that right. unless they see the engagement. Same thing. Like You might see a business that has like 30 sponsors. You might not know that 20 actually don't pay, but they do trade deals. So they, no. well, Again, that's really deep yeah. thinking. So but I'm also, not bothered by the comp ticket. You think but either? but yeah. also, as the team,
1: you get 20% of the concessions and you get 80% of the merch.
2: There you go. They're spending money.
1: Right. So you can do really well just by getting people in the building. But, a, a, again, you, your goal is to never to comp anything. Your goal is for, to sell every ticket. But you do have to You do comp some. You give them away to radio stations. Like, we would give them away on the air. I wouldn't now because I'd be sending you to a liar. I, mean, I don't have a problem with the comp. I don't have a problem with the story of the comp just because the attempt from the current organization has been to tell everybody that they're doing this great job. So I don't have like if you're going to open that door, if you're going to tell me, "Oh, we sold all these tickets." Well, then I'm going to talk about what you really sold. Like that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. But the the biggest story for me is that Antonio Brown and his staff knew he wasn't going to play and they never flat out said it. They called media. They're the one. It wasn't like the league or or the other team or, or or me, or somebody called the media on him and went, oh, he's not going to be able to play because of this.
2: They called. They it's, self-reported. It's not Griffin Haas or A.J. or anybody else or Abigail saying, we've got a source telling us Antonio Brown's going to play. You know, this is not like a leak- right. Lane Kiffin going somewhere right. else to Auburn. Right? Well, no, I'm saying
1: you're, they, were, they were your source to say he was going to play, and then they were your
2: source to say, oh, there's an issue with the,
1: yeah. with the physical. And it's like Come on. everybody kind of looked around and went, that's not a thing. Like, did he have the physical? Did he pass the physical? Yeah. Wait, you have paperwork that says he passed the physical? Yeah. He could play. You had to be on the transactions before Thursday. He was. You had to have a physical for insurance. He did. He could play. He didn't want to. He didn't want to play. Now now we're supposed to believe he's going to play the next home game. I know was it was uh I know they're, so they're bye week this week. They're in orlando june 9th and then they're back home on june 17th so on june 17th against the jacksonville sharks who right now look like the best team in the national arena league with sam castronova at quarterback mark wade at wide receiver and Marco Roscoe, the best kicker in the history of the national arena league and i come at me i don't care he had three deuces without even like breaking a sweat. In a place that's got a low ceiling. Okay. Like, come on. Uh, They're going to,
2: they're, he's not going to play in that game. He won't because they're going to lose. I also want to make sure we pay off the tease here because you teased something about the head coach of the Empire.
1: News Channel 13's Roger Wildlin reports that Pete Porcelli has been let go.
2: What?
1: What? As of Sunday night. So he wasn't even the Empire coach for a full week. (laughs) He was put into an impossible situation, and he was fired for it. so now in case you're you're scoring at home, Manas let go ten days before the season started that was not all a b that was that was my quarter that was that was the previous regime but then Damon Ware put in an impossible situation he gets let go by Antonio Brown. They bring back Tom and us, let go by Antonio Brown. They uh, they attempt to hire Audino. He says, no, 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 I didn't say yes to any of this. Then they hire Pete Porcelli, who was the assistant coach to Audino.
2: Now he has been fired by
1: Antonio Brown.
2: From what we've heard within this hour and a half, it's nothing personal, you know what I mean, with a player or a fight or something bizarre that would happen to get you fired within a week, nothing like that that, the ownership has decided to go in a different direction. I'm already seeing some uh response. You just shared that on your social media at the yeah. Jeff LeVac. So people are writing you right now. Adam wrote, he, I'm sure he's referring to Antonio Brown, is running out of people to name his head coach. Yeah. Paul wrote, Minas would be dumb if he come back to this mess. Well, that's because I put, I hope they bring Manas back again. <laughs> William wrote in the we'll say circus yeah, goes on. The doo-doo show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and look, here's here's the deal. Who's coming in? Now we know that he's now actively putting out on social media like a, basically a bounty on Cam Newton playing for for the Empire. Give him 150 grand for one game to play for the Empire and asking people to find him for him. If he's your friend, don't you have his number? If he's your friend, don't you just talk to him? Like this doesn't – none of this adds up. So here's, here's the only way Pete Borselli being let go makes any sense at all. Cam Newton says, I will come play for you, but I'm bringing – So and so to coach the team while I'm there. Okay, whatever you want, (laughs) whatever you want, Cam. Because you know what, if you actually play, you've done a bunch of things that Antonio
2: Brown has not done. I say split the salary. He'll get the what? Hundred fifty thousand dollars has been the number floated around on the internet. Seventy five thousand to coach, seventy five thousand to play. That's how he thinks it in his mind right now. Get that money up front,
1: all of it, and then some, because. Historically speaking, you're going to have to at least fight for that cash. Uh, this is LeVac and Goss right here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980, and I want to tell you about USX Pest Control. Love these guys. So this is the Gagne family of brands. Jeff, why are you talking about the Gagne family of brands? I'm glad you asked. That's who brought us Cat's Eye Pest Control. That's who brought us cat guarding, and now they're bringing us USX pest control so they still have the cat guarding this is the non-chemical exclusion way of keeping pests out of your house they go around they seal it up beautifully it's great it looks nice like they did around the bottom of my uh siding there was a little space so they went and they put this like l piece of metal then they painted it the same color as my house so you can't even see it it's beautiful they do a really really great job also sprayed the yard to get rid of ticks and mosquitoes basically whatever you're looking for guys you just had the you said the inspection done the free yes inspection. i had
2: it done on friday looking forward to likely this week i think they're gonna come back over make sure everything's taken care of luckily they don't have to fix i think anything under my deck because i smashed that with a lawnmower lawnmower's fine by the way finished mowing they can't help me with that but i'm looking forward no. to find out all the other things they spot some things in my home they said it looks pretty good but x y and z check out these ants yes we did find a few mouse droppings explain it to me but we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay thanks to usx pest See, coming up this summer there you
1: go they'll get in there they'll take care of it for you starts with a free inspection schedule it today at usxpest.com
0: Waterwheel Village reminds you that spring is here in Galway, and it is a time of renewal. The trees have opened their buds, and the ground is now soft and green. Get out of the house and take a scenic drive. Galway is a great place to live and visit. This message is brought to you by Waterwheel Village, Route 29 in Galway. Visit their historic store and enjoy aged cheddar cheese, pies for all occasions, and all kinds of candy for the kids. Open Tuesday through Sunday, 930 to 5. Closed Mondays, 518-882-9576. We see some patients who come in and they have been in just so much pain for so long that they are just deflated. But that's about to change because QC Kinetics provides hope for relief using all new regenerative treatments that concentrate your body's own healing properties into aching hips, back, shoulders, and knees. And Dr. Suckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics, loves watching the patient transformations. One of the most amazing things is when I get to see a patient who, after a few months of our treatments, is... Just a completely different person. They are smiling and happy, and the weight of the world is off their shoulders because we were able to take away their pain. And that's with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. It's just amazing to be able to change people's lives like that. It's very gratifying. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 838-900-3360. That's 838-900-3360,
3: 838-900-3360. Everybody needs an edge. The other guy is working on his edge right now, whether you have one or not. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low historically, and individual T levels in men decline 1% every year with age. There's a new champion of natural testosterone boosters, and it's called CHOC, C-H-O-Q. 100% natural herbal extracts with game-changing effects on your energy, mood, and focus. Chalk Daily's main ingredient has been clinically studied to boost testosterone 20% in 90 days. Supercharge your masculinity with higher T and a massive boost of energy by taking Chalk's Male Vitality Stack every day. Take the 90-Day Chalk Challenge and reap the benefits of the reigning champion of natural men's health with Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. For a very limited time only, Chalk, C-H-O-Q, is giving our listeners a 30% discount with promo code USA. That's C-H-O-Q code USA for 30% off while supplies last. macy's memorial day sale has everything you need to bring summer to your wardrobe and home with great specials like 25 to 40 percent off on-trend women's swimsuits 30 to 40 percent off shoes and handbags you need now and 20 to 60 percent off outdoor dinnerware and furniture plus macy's star rewards members can earn rewards even faster during star money bonus days see macy's.com star rewards savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply Now back to LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 and 980 AM Fox sports radio.
1: Insert your cliche here tonight. A must win. a have to win game seven. Loser go jet ski. That's that's a loser. Golfs as of tomorrow, winner moves on to face the nuggets in the NBA finals. And, um, I have I have zero confidence in picking this game tonight. I have zero. I'm going to save it for the end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it my play. I'm just, like right now, I could make one pick and then completely change it later. That no team has ever come back down 0-3 in the NBA Finals. Oh, here are the Celtics pushing to game seven. I don't know how many teams have done that, but I, I know that the Celtics look like they have questions that the Heat haven't even thought of answers to.
2: This is going to sound like I've been drinking all day. I have not. But this is going to sound very stupid now that I've said that out loud. Is that take because of what happened in the final minute of game six? That didn't help. That did not help me, no. Someone's going to be like, guys, that didn't sound that stupid. Yeah, well, because Boston won, that kind of affects how it all feels about now because the series continues. You know what I meant by that, thankfully. Yeah. Because Boston is going to win that game. They blow the lead. Jimmy Butler if anything about Jimmy Butler, he's not right in the head. He's not. That's fair. And, and it's not like a John Jones situation. I guess we could say Antonio Brown now, right? Like there's certain <laughs> athletes that you're like, "Okay, man, I don't want to hang out with you. You're 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 a little too crazy for me." Yeah. Jimmy Butler's sort of like that because he's so competitive. So you would think Jimmy Butler, who's known for being the ultra competitor, fourth quarter at home, time to close out a series, time to win the conference. Not only was he playing poorly, He didn't want the ball like that. That's not Jimmy Butler. I really thought we were going to come back a few, you know, 48 hours after the game. He's like, okay, Jimmy Butler was sick. Jimmy Butler was hurt. Something happened to Jimmy. All of a sudden he shows up in the final minute and a half to two minutes. He gets fouled. It is a three. He goes to the line in his clutch, knocks them all down, barely even hit the rim. And I'm watching that on my phone because what was that? A finish. It got midnight finish. So I got baby Wes over here in the other room. Rex isn't sleeping. I don't want to have the TV too loud. Here I am on the phone. And I'm like, oh, wow, there we go. The Heat are going to the NBA finals. It was so small on my screen, LeVac. I didn't even know White putting it back in. The 2.1 to the 3. Boston did everything they could to lose that game. But White saves the season. So, yeah, I'm completely trying to figure out what to do with this game tonight. Because Boston, time in and time out. When the moment's there, Celtic fan, when you feel like they're going to finally get over the hump and be the team you expect them to be, they've blown it all season long, and they were about to do it again until White tips it in.
1: Yeah, and if you told me I was going to be talking about Derek White today, I'd be like, oh, for what? For what reason? Like, why? But it's just, yeah, it was just perfect. It, it was, It's one of those plays that almost seems fated. Like, it's fated for you to win at this point. Like, like fate is now on, on the Celtic side. That being said... I could very much understand if tomorrow, live from Mohawk Honda, we go. Man, can't believe how good Miami. Hemi Butler, he went out there. Tyler Hero played, and he was a hero. Like, like all, all the stupid things sports people pe- say, we could say all of them. And and the Heat won by seven. Like it would not, it wouldn't shock me. The way this series gone, the first three games, the Heat just Celtics didn't even look like they wanted to play basketball. Then this last three, I'd say two of them. It was pretty clear the Heat had zero interest. Last night, I think they thought they had it, and they kind of let their foot off the gas. So it could go either way. If I'm the Nuggets, I'm just loving this. You
2: guys just keep beating each other up. We'll be waiting for you when you're done. We'll be over here eating popcorn. Wow, this is a great movie. It's going pretty long, but it's a pretty good movie. I thought the movie was going to be over like a half hour ago, but here we are enjoying sipping out of the old sippy cup right there in the movie enjoying it i guess no one brings sippy cups to movies but you know like the really big think, yeah just, big like, cup i thought
1: never mind <laughs> I, I would love this too like if uh if if joker and, and everybody <laughs> sat there in the entire the entire nba finals like let's say boston wins and they go no team's ever come back from oh three and then won the nba finals it's never happened They've never come back from 0-3 down in the playoffs <laughs> and won the NBA. Just keep doing that to everybody because it's true. Like, you know, listen, 0-3 was in the series before. It doesn't matter. No one's ever won the NBA Finals after being down 0-3 in a series.
2: Think about this. No one's ever even taken the court in the <laughs> NBA Finals. <laughs>
1: after being down 0-3 in the conference Finals.
2: Never even showed up to the parking lot to the there. game.
1: They just give up. They go home. They start vacationing.
2: Every day they're making history.
1: And, I mean, it's just – it's insane. Like, it's just – again, either this could go either way. I I think – Nine times out of ten, this is the kind of situation where I have found some kind of angle I believe in. You know, Marcus Smart was asked about defense. He's like, what are they doing on offense? What are you doing on defense? He goes, it's random. It's random. They don't even figure it out. Celtics do not even have the Heat's offense figured out to the point where they know exactly what defensive scheme they're going to put out there. Meanwhile, you know, Tatum, it just he he can go silent for three quarters and then and then put 20 on you in one quarter. Like, there's no... There's no rhyme, no reason to what Boston is doing, and it's working.
2: Why does it feel so different than other comebacks in series for me as a sports fan? Like, I know that answer for you. I know why this emotional feeling is different, and I'm talking about, look, there's there's four teams that have done it, right? And the most famous one, we're talking 3 oh, and that's across different sports. I know it's been done in hockey before as well. This doesn't feel like Red Sox, Yankees back in 04. This doesn't feel like, Warriors-Cavs 2015. It should feel like that because Boston's involved. It's a comeback. It's my... Like, it should feel in that same breath as Red Sox-Yankees. And I get why New York sports fan doesn't feel that way because it's the rival and the tradition, the curse of the Bambino. Like, it's a whole different storyline compared to that. But we should be discussing the Celtics' comeback in this same breath because it's both conference finals, league final in 04. Conference finals here. Both, I guess, underdogs? Is that the way? Maybe mm. that's the difference? Because it should be in that same breath of this is an incredible story that could be capped off tonight, but I, it doesn't even feel no, close I, to Red Sox. I think, Yankees stumbled, I think you
1: stumbled on it because like the Yankees, I think everybody I think everybody who wasn't a Boston fan just assumed the Yankees were going to win that series in 04, like even right up until the end, right up until the end. I think everybody just was like, well, this is what the Yankees do. This is what there's no rivalry between a hammer and a nail. The Yankees and the Sox don't really have a rivalry. Um, the Heat aren't supposed to be here. The Heat are not supposed to be here. They had to play the play-in. They lost the first one. Then they got to win two. They they get that done. They take out the Bucs. The second everybody... I was like, dude, cannon fodder. You're, there's no way you beat the Bucs. Well, then the, the Knicks, I'm like, well, the Knicks are playing insane basketball right now. They're not going to beat the Knicks, not the way the Knicks are playing. They they beat the Knicks. And And actually, you know... Knicks, Knicks win two games, six-game series. I don't feel like it was that close. I feel like the Knicks had to, like, play out of their minds just to do that. And then you get here. You're up 3 nothing. Uh So, again, it's like a Cinderella story all the way through. Now, all of a sudden, it feels like, you know, clock struck midnight, Cinderella. It's time to go home. You know, it's, your chariot's a pumpkin. Girlfriend, beat it.
2: You let off this segment talking about cliches and sports because it's felt like that. The surrounding talk around heat Celtics and a game seven like this sports fans are just okay. We didn't think we were going to be here. So what do we talk about? But I'll give you one. Who's under more pressure? (laughs) Joe Mazzula or Eric Spolster? Because it seemed like really easy about five days ago that the Celtics were going to go find a new head coach because he was in an impossible situation. He wasn't supposed to be the guy. His top assistant left. This was just Spolstra saying, hey, man, you're not on this level right now. Like, you're not me. Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about Eric Spolstra. Like, hey, you know, like, you yeah. could be talked about as a top seven, eight coach in NBA history when you start really putting a resume up against a resume and what you're doing with an eighth seed. Uh, you don't feel that same way if you blow a 3-0 lead when you had a chance to close it out at home in game six, too.
1: I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know that this. I mean, barring barring it looking like he just got out coached, I don't know. I I I can't put a negative spin on Spolstra from this series because again, you're not supposed to be here. You, you the majority of your best players have been hurt this entire series. It's not, and it's not. You know, it's not twenty eight year old Jimmy Butler. It's you know Jimmy's up there. It's, it's was 33, thirty three, thirty four. Like I have more, I guess. I don't even know. I have to look actually, but I know he ain't young. Like this is, this is a situation where I think bolster gotten a ton out of this team already.
2: We'll make our pick later during the Mohawk Chevrolet Play of the Day. I'll try thirty
1: three. I was close at thirty three, thirty two or thirty four. So I just, just what the difference
2: <laughs> with a rooting interest just because I had a future weight draw on Boston. So I, I have to admit that. So that's like well, my you have heart, to pick Boston then. Yeah, my heart and my head is both rooting for Boston. But the reason, kind of, my heart is also rooting for the Celtics in this is just because. They feel like they're going to give Denver a better series than Miami. Yeah. Well, yeah, but again, is
1: that real though? Because who shows up? Because again, I I feel like Tatum and Brown just don't like each other. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's they don't like each other or if their their style of, of of ball they both want to play doesn't work together. And with a with a younger, inexperienced head coach, it's kind of like, well, we'll do what we want. But now they've been it, the team is functioning together as it is. And then meanwhile, Miami, are you healthy? How much How much springs left in Butler's legs? Because he is he is 100% the kind of guy who will take a game and know he's going to lose if it means he's going to be 100% the following game. Like, he's not going to go out there, give you everything at 30%, who burned out for the next game, too. He's going to go out there and play how he plays.
2: I looked at Miami, especially in that game six. It felt like a racehorse. You wait at Saratoga, you're just like, I'm gonna win this bet. It's gonna happen. And then down the stretch they come and you're like, out of gas. You've had all the things you talked on, the play-in game and everything. All the things that Miami could have been slowed down by. It looked like it hit him like a ton of bricks in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, they found a little bit more. They took advantage. They're about to win it. Miami's going nuts. All the fans are going crazy. This is their moment. Jimmy Butler leads them to victory. In a wild buzzer-beater finish. And I saw the controversy, too. Like, was too much time put back on the clock? Was there not enough time? I see the controversy tonight. One of the big storylines a lot of people are looking at is Scott Foster. He's the official for tonight, and the record is, like, 0-12. And if you saw this, like, the Heat are 0-12 in games officiated by Scott Foster. But as other people pointed out, hey, maybe we should factor in that 10 of those games that Foster officiated – the Heat were underdogs in those games. Now, there's actually like a team they're playing against, not just the officials. So let's not take some of these stats out of context. Those are all interesting ways to look at Game 7 tonight. Uh, Leveque, we've got one of our favorite people on the phones here, and he's been hitting up your direct messages with another sporting event and <laughs> mine. We've got Corey and Greenwich on the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevate your brand today with Elevation at 10,000. Hi, Corey.
4: Hi guys. What's up, buddy? Well, I just got back from uh Indiana.
1: <laughs> you went to you went to the Indy five hundred?
2: Yeah. There you go. Tell us about it, Corey. We saw the picture of the Indiana Indy five hundred, man. What was it like? Is it a bucket list sporting event for you?
4: Uh yes. Even my friend said maybe not next year, but he said he would do it again someday. It just, it's just it I even though there's like a million people. It's like it's great. We had awesome seats right in front of the finish line, just up, like second level, right first second row, and all the things leading up to it, like you get the navy seal, you get everybody coming walking down the whole track and then they the thing they put on for them and then the national anthem was really good country singer and it was amazing. It, the cars were like ridiculously crazy
1: fast Are you an open wheel racing fan or
4: 220 miles an hour what yeah
1: corey you big uh you big uh, open wheel racing fan or is this is it just an opportunity and you went
4: this was an opportunity and i couldn't pass up and i went nice
2: very cool who wins tonight cory heat celtics i had a question for you guys okay
4: who has more pressure tatum or Butler.
2: Uh, who, who does it affect Tatum. more? Of their Tatum.
4: Tatum. Yeah. And if Boston that's out is out quick, they're going to shake up the roster. I bet.
1: So who's going to win?
4: Um, I, I have to say Boston because it's in Boston. Game seven, it's going to be crazy there. I know they're not that great of winning at home, but I it's hard not to pick against the Celtics. But Yes. All right.
2: Corey, who won the Indy 500? By the way, who? won? Uh, sorry, man. You just can disconnect. Oh. I'm
1: sorry, just
2: what happened?
1: You, you hung up on
2: it Just disconnected. I thought.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you hang up on somebody. They disconnect.
2: Next time, I should just actually disconnect the phone rather than say it disconnected.
1: Yeah, just you should be. Oh, sorry, hung up on you. Um, yosef Newgarden, by the way, that's that's the man who won. Oh, okay.
2: Did you see the
1: tire? No. So one of the one of the cars, I I didn't even see which one it was. The wheel it got loose. The wheel shoots off, goes flying through the air, just misses the fans in the stands, bounce hits a car. Whoa! Like a parked car, like uh, like did all kinds of damage in the front end of a, uh, I think it was a Chevy Cruze. But uh, yeah, just go you know, flying through there. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to be there. I've seen it like in NASCAR before, like after an accident, a tire will go flying but I've never seen it in open wheel. I mean, they're doing 220 miles. He's probably down to like 150 whatever. Ding, goes
2: fly, just misses the stands. So two things there. The Tatum question. Yes, it's Tatum because people are looking at him as taking that next level as a player. That, what you're up right there. I don't know if I ever want to go to an open wheel race event like the Indy 500, Daytona 500. That's Daytona's
1: not, a- oh, not open wheel. It's Stock
2: Car. Thank you, Stock Car. That's right clearly my expertise there of where the wheels are in the car i know i have four on my pilot the wheels
1: on the bus go round and
2: round that i did know as well know that one. Uh, i don't know if i want to go to one i don't know if it's on the list an old sports writer named bud poliquin once told me it was the least fun sporting event he's ever covered does he drink he does not
1: yeah you want to be on the infield or one of those nascar races i can tell you that right now You like get a camper going you can live the dream
2: right like i'm a horse racing fan it's a very similar premise. You're running around in a circle, except it's a vehicle comparison to an animal. Well, and there's just multiple races for yeah. the,
1: the horse racing. Is all about gambling. Like,
2: very few people go to
1: watch the horses run. Like, and I might hate horse racing right now because I just can't win a bet in my life. Um, are we? Is that a thing? I know mm. we're talking about potentially challenging uh, Quinn and Cantera to like a pickoff this year for racing. Is
2: that is that something we're still talking about doing? The email is being sent after the show today. So it is, the wheels so, are in motion. You see what nah, I did there? No, brought oh, it back. Oh, so, check that, Corey. So if they
1: accept it, we have to outpick them or there's some kind of thing on the line? A bankroll could be involved
2: with a certain sponsor. So yes, and we, we will do this.
1: Oh, I got to learn how to pick again because I suck right well, now.
2: <laughs> here's the biggest problem. I may
1: pay somebody to make my picks for me.
2: Again, it it is a wave, LeVac. You want to get hot in the fall and football's back. However, I know you want to make this rule.
1: I've never lost one of those pick competitions. I've come in second, but I've never lost. I'm, there was a race named
2: after me a couple of years back. Oddly enough, I wasn't invited in that race, by I mean, you were invited.
1: You, you had to go with me and my new boss because neither of us worked at the radio station
2: by that time. <laughs> Start a brawl in the winter circle. But uh, the bankroll, you want to make a minimum wager per week, which I think is a very good rule if this does come yeah. about.
1: Because otherwise, like, everybody will sit there and just sit on the money while I blow it. Because you know me, I can't. I got to go. I got to go for it. That's how I beat you. You were being a wuss, and I went big at the end, and I won.
2: So that's a nice little tease for this summer. We're going to have a winning Wednesday coming up. But nothing's finalized yet. Don't want to get the sales team mad. They're probably enjoying themselves right now on Memorial Day. They're not listening. Nobody's listening. We're fine.
1: It's okay. You can do whatever you want. Um, the only people who might be listening is Elevation 10,000. Because I know they're the sponsor of our phone line. And they do it all. Like I reached out to them; they're making me some new hats, some new stuff for me. I'm talking to him about potentially doing some uh, Levan guys or Klaus. Maybe I don't know. We'll figure out what you're. I was gonna say, is. what about
2: us? And then you yeah. said, called me claws and I'm like yeah. maybe not us. Yeah, I don't know,
1: man. I'm I, I'm still shook by Corey. Hey, and he just sits there. Uh, How you doing? Good. And he sits there uh, <laughs> on the Elevation Ten Thousand phone line. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Went to Indianapolis. Why? As uh, a car thing. Oh, okay, cool. Bye. Um, <laughs> you can't be on the Elevation 10,000 phone lines and not bring it. They elevate your brand. Whatever you're looking for, whether it be, you know, everybody's always looking like, who makes signs? Who makes personalized shirts? Who, who can do the apparel for my company? Who can do my marketing strategy? Who can help me build a video to promote my company on social media? Elevation 10,000 can do all of those things. So do what we do. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000.
3: Is your check engine light on? Let our professional parts people scan and diagnose the problem for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: Auto parts.
3: Listen, joint pain is a thief. No two ways about it. That's football legend Emmett Smith, who knows a thing or two about pain. It steals your joy, your time with family, or doing things you love. It can even steal your livelihood. But QC Kinetics can help put a stop to that.
0: Don't hand everything over to pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, a cutting-edge technology that helps relieve pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back using healing properties directly from
3: your own body. It's easy. Get treated in the office and walk right out afterward. Simple, right? And QC Kinetics' remarkable all-natural treatments deliver long-lasting relief without surgery or long recovery times. Don't let soreness or achiness rob you of doing the things you love. Tell that pain, not today, not ever. You've got QC Kinetics on your side.
0: Call QC Kinetics, 838-900-3360. That's 838-900-3360. 838-900-3360. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Haley, quote, Navage is the best thing I bought. I love it. My nose feels so clear now and I can breathe. I've been struggling with a stuffy nose for weeks. I bought Navage and it's amazing. Or this one. I use Navaj every night, could not imagine life without it. I have five cats, and before I found Navaj, I was a clogged mess. Now I breathe so much better. Unquote. Those are two of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navaj, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, N-A-V, A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Everybody needs an edge. The other guy
3: is working on his edge right now, whether you have one or not. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low historically, and individual T levels in men decline 1% every year with age. There's a new champion of natural testosterone boosters, and it's called Chock, C H O Q. 100% natural herbal extracts with game-changing effects on your energy, mood, and focus. Chalk Daily's main ingredient has been clinically studied to boost testosterone 20% in 90 days. Supercharge your masculinity with higher T and a massive boost of energy by taking Chalk's Male Vitality Stack every day. Take the 90-Day Chalk Challenge and reap the benefits of the reigning champion of natural men's health with Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. For a very limited time only, Chalk, C-H-O-Q, is giving our listeners a 30% discount with promo code USA. That's cho code USA, for 30% off while supplies last.
0: Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year which means, wait, wait, wait hold up, question for the audio engineer. Go ahead Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back?
1: Yeah, that's what the script says
0: So if I get a Discover card right now I can earn twice the cash back Apparently Wait! Unlimited first year cashback match, only from Discover See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match
3: It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio.
1: Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this uh, Memorial Day Monday. It would be a complete waste of time if you didn't. And uh, let's go to the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Uh, Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Leon at Albany. Leon, what's going on, bud? Yo, what's up, LeVac and Gaz? I didn't know you guys were on the radio today.
2: Y- yeah, Gaz insisted on us
1: working because he's cheap. He didn't want to pay somebody to fill in.
2: We demanded <laughs> we be here. We said we're giving you takes hotter than the summer weather in the capital region, Leon. We burned everybody. T- How's that taste?
1: Not a boy. So my first question is, who is Antonio El ala <laughs> <laughs>
2: He
1: might be the next coach of the Empire. And my next question is, so like Levesque, do these guys on the Empire get paid like a lot of money or? It uh, depends I mean, on the guy. So I just don't understand like why they still play. I, I just walk out and let him do what he's got to do himself. It, it depends on the guy. Um, salaries usually go from about two hundred fifty a game to maybe as much as two thousand a game. But you also yeah. get housing. You're supposed to get housing and food and everything on top of it as well. Some of these guys no, think I, it's their chance I to get to the next level. So around still and want to play for this guy. It's a, it's a, it's a clown's show. It's a circus, you know. It is. It's and it's weird because some of the guys who are still there, I thought would leave back when he forced out, you know, the stars of the of the team. And then I understood why some of the guys stayed. This is your chance. You you you're getting a lot of attention. Get the film. But you know how much how much chance are you really getting when you don't even your coach changes every week. And now, Mark Singles from the Times Union is reporting he just talked to Porcelli. Porcelli was not given a reason why he's being let go. He was not giving any hint as to who was next. It wasn't even Antonio Brown who called him. It was like this Ryan guy who works for him. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see that on Twitter. I was reading it. Yeah. So it's I, it's crazy, well, man. You know, thanks for being on the air. Give me something to listen to today. You know, I appreciate it. Appreciate you calling in, Leon. Man, you the man, and uh, you know, thanks for trying to stick by the empire. We've we'd like to see it survive. Man, it's it's not gonna. I'm sorry, but it's not gonna. Let me dream. Let me dream. Um. So all right, yeah. I mean, it's it stinks. Yeah, a lot of these guys. So the National Arena League does not have a salary cap. So if a team's making more money, it can pay a player more money. But at the same time, usually you guys are usually about two to five hundred bucks a game. That's and they get paid per game. They don't get paid. They get fed in the, in here and there, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not big money.
2: And important parts, remember about that too. Salary. You mentioned it there, two to five hundred. But a lot of these guys, if they are in their early to mid twenties. The thought is whatever the number is, 2, 4, 5, $800 a game. The hope is that somebody's going to see you. Yeah. Like somebody whether it's the CFL, whether it's the XFL, the NFL, somebody is going well, to be there. Maybe this next if
1: the AFL coming back is yeah. lucrative because the AFL did pay a lot more. It paid a lot more.
2: It huh. sounds silly because of how important and how much a lot of sports fans love FBS college football, think like, well, if you play for bama texas florida okay they're gonna find you they know where to get you okay but you might find a d2 kid who can run routes you might find a quarterback who hasn't had a chance yet you might find a kicker who can do what a roscoe's doing so even though these guys aren't getting paid a lot and i get what leon's saying like man this is such a headache i can't imagine these guys are leaving their families for a summer and a spring moving to across the country to do this a lot of these guys it minor league baseball isn't the right comparison it's I got an opportunity to continue to do what I love. I love playing football. I get to do it professionally. At some point, this might help my career. I can become a coach. I can go across. There's other opportunities these guys can have across the rosters of, I still get to do something I love. I get paid, and who knows? There's a chance the right person's going to see me, and I get an opportunity.
1: Well, and and when you come to Albany after, you know, two straight in the NAL but three straight titles, you put your life on hold for a couple months to go win a championship. Not just – there's some of the guys, that's that's all it is. Like, like Nick Haig came back one more year to win one more ring. You know, Brandon Cisse came back to win another ring. Uh, Darius Prince, Dwayne du- House, like they came back to win another one. Like some of those guys, are vets. They're a little more sought after. They can make a little bit more money. But if I told you, you know, five hundred bucks a week, I'll, I'll pay for your I'll pay for your hotel. I'll pay for your three meals a day. Are you leaving your family for three to four months? Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Right. No. These guys are different. They're built for this. This is what they do. This is what they love. So that's why I'm sorry. That's why it pissed me off that they were treated the way they were treated. Like it really, really did. Because I know these guys. Like and and these guys I don't know, like like you said, I don't know Kerry Starks as a as an individual. I know him as a player. I don't know uh Fabian guerra as as a as a person I know him as a player like you know Patton, I was just getting know Jaquan Patton uh, you know I, I was a fan of his dad back in the day the roadrunner but like I know the guys and what they put into this stuff like you think about Kerry Starks he was in, it was Columbus Lion last year, put his name on the map, he signed with West Texas to start this year and then gets traded to Albany. Like, you can't get farther apart than Albany and West Texas in our league. They're literally the farthest you can meet from each other. His entire life just changed. Entire life changed. So now he's out there like, well, all right, at least I'm the Empire. I'm going to go win a championship. Well, no, because the owner, it's firing coaches every 15 minutes. Not telling them who's coming in next. Like, what's, what's the plan? Like, if you sat down around, if you sat across from Antonio Brown right now and you said to him, guys, what is the plan? Do you think he'd have an answer?
2: My guess would be, we need more attention on this team. So, the plan, the goal is to get popular on social media. Get a thousand comments on Instagram. Get pro football talk about us again. The website, Mike Florio. Get Cam Newton to retweet something. He may see the success of the Albany Empire is via not the real world. And I think you know what I mean by that. Like the virtual world of, yeah, there's actually football being played on the field. Yeah, there's players that have sacrificed their families for the summer, but look how many likes we just got on social. Look how many outlets are talking about me. Look at all the news stations. With radio. Yeah. That's, if I asked him, I bet that would be his answer he said would tell one me. He
1: said me, because that's the thing, too. He's got enough followers that if he started posting highlight videos of these players, then it could be worth it. He's not. When have you ever seen him post about somebody not named Antonio Brown or Antonio Eleva, as the case may be? Like it's do what's right by these guys. Start to promote these guys because they're fighting through this for you. I've heard the payroll still isn't right. I can't. I have no way to verify that, but people I trust have told me it's still not right.
2: So putting them over—that's the term I yeah, like to say. Yeah, like, putting could you over. could you imagine what it could have meant for the National Arena League? And I want to say the name again: the NAL, the National Arena League. There's a point now that in press releases, Lavac. Yeah. from the albany empire they're not getting the name of the league right well no the
1: pressure releases from the league at this point are wrong too because oh. again can you imagine having to deal with all this stuff you need a good night's sleep my friend i can tell you that right now thank god for integrative sleep center in balsa spa with dr fred Trier dr Dreer and the team are amazing they have been there for me for years now and they can be there for you as well custom made mouthpiece that means no i have a very very large soft palate try to keep under Ooh. control. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. Bubba. But, I could have that surgically fixed, or I get a mouthpiece that keeps my airway open. I'll take the mouthpiece, please. I'll take the mouthpiece. I'll be good with that. It it really is such a a, a game changer, a day changer, a life changer when you can sleep well, and that's what I do now. Thanks to the Ingrave Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Doctor Fred Jareer. Give him a call 518-885-6185 eight eight five six one eight five. They'll help me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better too.
3: Everybody needs an edge. The other guy is working on his edge right now, whether you have one or not. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low historically, and individual T-levels in men decline 1% every year. With a- It's time for the Top 4 at 4 with LeVac and Gaz. Time
1: for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It's brought to you by mohawk honda where they always go out of their way to please you i'm loving today because there's no one here so i've got the studio door open and it's not one million degrees in here today
2: <laughs> this is fantastic there's probably only a few shows all year long where someone could be golfing right now and have us up on you know the speakers <laughs> or us through their golf cart that moment i could only hope that yeah. someone heard levac scream out for and someone ducked and some wonderful local golf course In the capital region, or maybe across upstate New York.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are on the iHeart app, so they could bring us anywhere. They could be anywhere. They could be down in Florida, and then then I'm helping. I'm a helper. Look (laughs) at me. Not again in my backswing. No. I could you? <laughs> What's the uh, fourth biggest story in the world of sports?
2: The NBA is investigating Ooh. referee Eric Lewis over an alleged <laughs> burner account. I'm glad this made the show today because <laughs> you and I both enjoy this story. We'd love any story involving burner accounts in social media and sports. Uh, the second account in question was listed under an alias known as Blair Cutliff, And Blair Cutliffe was tweeting it different people it's a great big name right. by the way he was commenting on officiating publicly without authorization yeah. from the D- league
1: defending himself and other refs <laughs> that's i think that's the first sign is the burner account somebody defending referees like you know what i mean like you know, you know that was a great no call on the double dribble or the travel there my friend if you'll notice this is going on this is go-
2: who are you this is not the first time burner accounts in the NBA have popped up. Kevin Durant publicly admitted a few years ago that he had burnt multiple, multiple burner accounts to argue with people. Mm. My favorite's 2018, though. Remember Brian Colangelo? He had the, the old Philadelphia 76er GM post, uh, Hinky, who was blowing the picks in the Trust the Process guy, where he and his wife were running the burner accounts and defending him constantly. Like yeah. His burner account was the funniest because... He wasn't doing a good job because the stuff he was saying was way too inside for anyone else to know besides him. LeVac, is it the last two years? You and I are in a group chat together, and I think we've slowly found out, and Durant gets credit for this, more and more people that I didn't realize have burner accounts, and they fully will admit it. It's insane to me. I didn't realize It,
1: it. It's insane to me for a couple reasons. I think the biggest reason is, like, I've been accused of it in the past, but, like, I'm too lazy to post on my own. Like, I don't... You know, like, like we've been... Um, why don't we have a LeVac and Gaz show social? And I, I look at you and I go, because Gaz won't do it. And everybody's like, well, what about you? I'm like, well, no, that was never even a debate. Like, there's a chance Gaz might do it. I, I like, I post on mine because I, I thought of something funny, I saw a pic I liked, or somebody's done something for me that deserves, like, respect and credit. Like, today, I got to... Talk about what a schlub you are for making this work and how much I love Mohawk Chevy because I have my Black Widow pickup, ScarJo in the parking lot. That's when I post. For me to think of, like, a whole other person to post through, I'm like, dude, no, it's just not going to
2: happen. I'd rather I'd rather watch uh, Rick and Morty for the 15th time. You know I enjoy the show Catfish.
1: Yeah, oh, just so, enjoy it.
2: But, but, like, the Catfish show is just online dating and people being idiots. This is, like, a deeper level of psychology where, hey— what I'm doing is right. I can't be criticized. How dare someone on the internet criticize me, but I can't argue with them. I need to make up a fake profile to defend myself to get validation for what I'm doing, even though it's like my mind cannot even wrap around the psychology behind this. Someone smarter than me has got to walk me through it. But did this guy think he was going to get caught? Yep. Like this is 2023. Everybody's going to catch you when you're doing stuff like this, especially when you're doing it in public and everything else. The league has to suspend. I wouldn't be shocked if he's just done officiating. Like, you can't do this, man. You're the official. You are held to a higher standard than even the athletes and coaches because you are truly protecting the integrity of the game.
1: That's absolutely, and and just like I said, I kind of it's such an obvious one too, though. Because again, like I can't imagine a lot of people passionately running to their to their Twitter account to defend a a referee in any in any circumstance.
2: We got this story. I'm doing a quick audible here, LeVac. So uh, we're, sh- we're shaking up the stories. Yeah. We got a new number two. This, yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. didn't get
1: a chance to really sit on it yet. Yeah,
2: yeah, so this is going to get back into it. So I'm going to go here with number three, a quick little Omaha, Omaha, Major League Baseball slate of games here for number three. We've seen some afternoon action today involving the Cleveland Guardians, my Baltimore Orioles, the Rangers and the Tigers, the Royals and the Cardinals, and the Rays and Cubs all got started before we hit the air today. Other games, Rockies and Diamondbacks, Astros and Twins. I won't run through the whole schedule. But I will tell you, the Red Sox are off tonight. That's why you hear LeVac and Goss in your radio. And the Yankees and Mariners, a 940 a yeah. Late night start tonight. Domingo Herman. That. <laughs> yeah, that's Not right. That Ooh, that. Domingo Herman on the mound tonight for the Yankees. Herman sometimes is great, sometimes is dumb. A knucklehead, as Michael Wilbon likes to say. That's my. Well, I had multiple sports Reddit references today on this yeah. Memorial Day. Right? Yeah, you're into it. You're uh, into it today. I what, like it. What do we make about Herman's matchup with the M's, we were a playoff team last season? So here's here's, a here's war oh, is coming. the
1: war is coming. That's what we're making. Whoa. That was Wow. All right. Just, listen, I wasn't as excited whoa. about it as I am right now. I'm excited. Jeez. Now I'm fired up. Um here's here's the thing. I love the over in this game earlier today. I think I, I, I saw it like a, a run total of eight. It's down to seven and a half. Um Miller's got a one point one five ERA and then Domingo is three point seven five. I feel like the Yankees bats are awake, so that's gonna be the story of today's game. Well, tonight's game, I should say, but if if it's a pitching matchup, Domingo Herman outduels a dude with a with an ERA just north of one. Imagine you know, a couple
2: less innings pitched than him, but still, if he outduels that guy, I'm gonna feel pretty good about the rest of the year. The two biggest matchups in sports. That's one of the two for the night, and I think Herman is not gonna do well. But Seattle's offense, I don't trust. It's like big P-A-S-S when it comes to wager on both the big games tonight for me. Herman's too tough to figure out. I don't like an idea of a Pacific Northwest marquee team getting the spotlight on a holiday. You know the crowd's going to be packed in Seattle. So that game is all over the place for me. I cannot get a read on it. That plus, I was up at 5 this morning. My sister-in-law has a plane landed at either nine or midnight today so there's a chance i'm gonna watch a lot of this game tonight because i might have to get her from the airport or she's got an uber see my mind is not in the right mindset for i
1: mean, this. I could go get her i could pick her up if you want
2: story number two i mean i'm here to help guys you mentioned the slovak we talked about earlier in the show pete porcelli has been fired Insane. as the head coach of the albany empire according to uh, roger
1: wyland yeah pete porcelli out oh, it's, it's a bye week going into a bye week what <laughs> I, how? Like, what are we doing? I didn't think like the only way this makes sense. The only way this makes sense. And again, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse or whatever. Whatever it is. If there's a saying that's better for that, let me know. Is you were watching the game because you weren't playing in the game, and you were like, "Wow, Ben Bennett's running this team. Why don't I just make Ben Bennett the head coach?" That's the only way this makes sense to me. And and you know, I, I'm a fan of Ben Bennett. I'm a fan of him. I enjoy it. I've had beers with him. I enjoy talking to him. I'm a fan of Ben Bennett. I feel like Pete Porcelli did what he could for you. I don't, like, tell me one coach that's been put into a position to succeed this year for the Albany Empire. Minoski, it's like, go 10 days before the season starts. Where is fighting uphill battle the entire time? Because it looks like Antonio Brown doesn't want him at all to the point where he actually locks him out of his hotel room. Had to call the cops to get into his hotel room. Manas comes back. He's gone a game letter. Pete Porcelli comes in, which, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, who is it? You, you tried to hire Pete Porcelli's boss first. He said no.
2: <laughs> then you bring in Pete Porcelli. Porcelli Pur- didn't even have a chance to do this. He didn't even have a chance. How, does, how is this right? So if they'd won the game, would he have all of a sudden, like, still been employed or still the coach? Or was this
1: always the plan?
2: And Now I'm trying to think back because the timeline is so what. So it was Wednesday was the first report that Porcelli was going to be the head coach. So then they lose on Saturday, and it's Monday evening, and he's already gone. So was he actually let go on Sunday, potentially? Say, uh,
1: Roger Wyland is reporting it was Sunday night he was fired.
2: He wasn't there a week. Yeah. A week? Yeah. Did he actually even sign a contract? Did they just pay him? Did Can he imagine? not get paid? I don't Can even you imagine? know. Can
1: you imagine if he got – like, just imagine this. This is how I picture this going down. Pete, step into my office. Hey, Antonio, how are you? Yeah, come on in. You couldn't even get your best player on the field. How can I have faith in you when you can't even get your best player on the field? Well, what do you mean? Well, you, Antonio Brown didn't even play for you Saturday night. You're Antonio Brown. Let's, let's not let's not point fingers, Pete. You got to go.
2: <laughs> and also, like, what if he did play and didn't get the ball enough? Right. How many ways could you have gotten fired? And I feel – I actually feel – I know we're having fun at his no, expense like, here, but, like, like I, I feel for him, but it's like
1: – I do for Pete,
2: 100%. It's impossible. I think we all understand that. Like, this is – I don't even know if I've seen like Billy Martin keeps popping my head here for the Yankees, but that's not even close to but this. But Billy Martin was
1: back and forth with Billy Martin, right? This is like, this is like standing in the deli line, take a number. Right. Now I'm coaching number seventeen. Yes, I'm in. Like, like, honestly, you know what? You know this. I haven't kept it a secret, but I haven't made a big deal about it. A member of the Empire front office reached out to me and see if I had any interest in coming back, MCing games, helping out i'll come back but only as head coach
2: whoa i want to be the head coach in orlando because then i don't have to pay for my trip Uh. (laughs) wasn't there a sign this guy's gonna maybe get mad at me for saying his name on the air but he he contributes to the show wasn't there a sign on facebook that was featured that said hey ab let me coach the team next week was it somebody with the southern vermont storm uh, it wasn't. Chris. It wasn't. No, it okay, wasn't. Chris okay. wasn't the one.
1: Chris posted it, but he wasn't the one holding the sign.
2: Okay, I saw he posted that. Some other that.
1: gentleman in a fan jersey was holding the sign. He might
2: be the new coach. Sorry about that, Chris. I just saw you posted it, so I assumed it was you and didn't zoom in on the photo. But I could read the sign, so I was excited. Like, uh, no, this is usually where we would do a, what should the team do next? Who should be some of the names they should consider? I don't even want to do that here with the Albany Empire, because like, w- what is the expectation for real? Like, oh my God! I-, I don't know. Bring back Manas again. Don't do that. Do it again, because so J.R.
1: Rickard obviously has the ear of Antonio Brown. J, if in, unless something happened that I'm unaware of, the way those two were introduced is J.R. Rickert is the agent of Tom Anas and Trayvon Shorts, by the way. And I must—that's how I think he met Antonio. And now he's now Antonio's agent. So what if he goes? Look, there's
2: only one man for the job. Is Tom? Manos. Do you buy? Do you,
1: after... That is Billy Martin. Then
0: we have a Billy Martin situation.
2: We've talked about this earlier today, but that just not, that should have some time to think about it. Is it making any sense that Cam Newton's got to do both? Like they can't afford Cam Newton just to be the quarterback. So they're like, okay, we're going to give you half player contract, half coach contract. So you are going to be a player and a coach Cam Newton. Listen, I, I, I don't
1: know. Cause if you're paying him 150,000 to play. And I already told you my theory. I don't think they know each other at all. I think they played against each other, but I don't think Antonio Brown and Cam Newton have Any relationship together at all? I mean, at all? To the point where Cam Newton's probably like going to walk up to him on stage one these days, slap him, and say, "Keep my name out your
0: mouth,
2: Ace Boogie, Ace Boogie." Right? He's like,
1: he's like, my name is not Ace Boogie; it's Cam
2: Newton. How dare you? Story number one: It is Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Tip-off set for eight thirty. The Boston Celtics look to become the first team in the history of the NBA. 151 teams have tried. 151 teams have failed to come back down from three games done in a series. The Celtics have forced a game seven. They are the favorite tonight. They are at home tonight. We could see history tonight if Boston is able to do this and punch their ticket to the NBA Finals. No matter what the result is tonight, this is going to be more than likely our top story tomorrow. I am locked in for this. I can't believe we're at this point. I, Boston fan doesn't want to hear this, but credit where credit's due. Already to even get to a game seven, I'm amazed we're sitting here on Memorial Day talking about it.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It is crazy because I thought for sure Miami would have won the game where they're in. You know, they're in Miami. I thought that the game six was theirs. And if not for some late-game heroics and the ball bouncing perfectly, they probably do, but here we are. And and it's just such a you, – you could sit here. Like, we could probably do a sports cliche off right now. Like, one pro Boston, one pro Miami. Back and forth, just bouncing them off. Must-win game. Mu- well, it's it's must-win for everybody. I guarantee you that. But, like – Win you know, or go home. I was thinking more like, well, a team's never come back from being down oh three, 3 And then you could be like, you know, yeah, but a team has never – Done this, and then we could probably do that all day because, on the surface, Miami should win this game. It is to win four straight is is very difficult, but we thought Miami was going to win four straight to start this thing. So it's probably going to be Boston.
2: I really hope it's Miami. We'll be talking about it tomorrow when we broadcast live from Mohawk Honda oh, in Glenville. That. That's right tomorrow. We're gonna be live from Mohawk Honda in Glenville. Looking forward to that. Three to five. Come join us. We're looking forward to getting a new vehicle this summer. Maybe you've got the vacation plan, the summer road trip, whatever it might be. I love talking about that because I've got the road trip coming up in the first week of July. The pilot's going. Can't wait to bring it now. It's your opportunity to stop it. Whether it's tomorrow to hang with us from 3 to 5 or throughout this upcoming month of May and June and July, get a new vehicle. Work with people that you can trust during the car buying experience like we do. And Mohawk Honda certified pre-owned vehicles are now in stock. That's the place for you to grab them. Get that vehicle that fits your budget. Shots, everybody. Uh, I think, by the way, Greg Johnson and I frequent the same vacation spot. If I see him tomorrow, I got to have some questions about where we actually go to a certain spot in Delaware. Lindsey uh, Lindsay it <laughs> be great <laughs> if he went, no, not me, and just walked away. Everybody's like, yeah, but you always go there, Greg. Shut up. You're wearing the shirt? That's wh- okay. <laughs> Mohawk Honda tomorrow. Work with people in trust during the carbon experience. Get yourself a new ride today. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I know we just talked a little hoopslevac. Yes. But there's a quote that is exploding over the weekend involving yeah. a hoops legend we got to discuss.
1: Absolutely. That's coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Happy yeah. Memorial Day, everybody. And thank you to, you know, everyone who made this possible and the people in their lives, because obviously a, a lot of sacrifice was made for us to have this day. Uh, I want to, you know, say that seriously, at least one time before I go back to complaining about being inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, There is... I want everyone to listen to this next, this, what is about to be said. I want you to listen to it and do what you can to actually be as open-minded as possible. Is there any truth to what Scotty Pippen is saying about Michael Jordan right here? Alright, I'm going to play it. It's 48 seconds. Here you go. Put it into the-
3: LeBron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball. And there's no comparison to him. None. So, does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating because I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game and one player can't do it. Like, I seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one on one. He's shooting bad shots. And. All of a sudden we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, do you want some more salt with your peanuts, sir? Like that. <laughs> um I'm trying to think of how I want to how I want to like break this down. Let's so so I know how I feel. Guys, when you hear that, is there anything in what Scottie Pippen just said that you're just like That's not just somebody who's disgruntled and angry at Michael Jordan. That's somebody there's, there are some real things being said there.
2: Yeah, I think there are some real things there. I think before, I guess, Scotty and Michael teamed up, Michael Jordan was struggling to win a championship he'd won in college. So if that's what the point Scotty Pippen's trying to make is, is that he became a better basketball player, Michael Jordan, when Scotty Pippen became his teammate, that's... I guess it's a correct point. His legacy was aided by championships, absolutely. But it was a very clunky way to get to that point. If he was trying to get to that point, that didn't feel like what he was really trying to say. What it felt like, Scotty Pippen was trying to say is like, "Can I finally get some credit? Man, I hated the Last Dance." You know, that's really what he was saying. That's that's not the, He might say that was the point he was trying to make. The first one, but that's really he got the second one. All the one.
1: money and all the credit, and I was pretty good. Like, you guys seem to forget that. Um, All right. Horrible, ridiculous. You can't say he was a horrible basketball player. You could say, if you had to use the word horrible, horrible team player, maybe, horrible teammate, before I got there, maybe something like that. But, like, oh, he took these bad shots and everything. Yeah, but they went in. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's like like a Jordan. Right. There's, like, there's always, like, like guys guys shoot the basketball sometimes i'm just like dude that's the most awkward horrible thing i've ever seen in my life and then it goes in and i'm like but it went in so i'll shut up like you know what i mean like it's one of those like my nephew my nephew you know served for the marines the whole nine he has the sweetest looking jump shot you've ever seen in your life it goes three feet like it doesn't go anywhere it's it's amazing to me so it's like a beautiful shot but it's horrible because it doesn't go in so like does jordan did jordan take shots that you shouldn't take sure sure he did did he make most of them yeah yeah he did like this is salt this is a lot of salt like i like if pippen wants to say like the the group jordan became a team player because there was so much talent he had to be i could go with that but we've all heard like the statements about jordan like um Barkley tells the story there's a couple of the guys but Barkley seems to be like the key storyteller about the dream team where they played 18 holes of golf the day of a game Jordan's like I'm gonna play 18 more and they're like what do you got do we gotta play he's like yeah i will be fine Jordan then shows up they're like okay you're gonna be over here gonna see. No, no 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 I'm I'm on the I'm on the point guard I'm on because we talked about me in the paper so I'm going to embarrass him. And then he just annihilates the guy the entire night. Jordan was so good, he could decide what he was going to be good at that night. Like, he could do that. So before Pippen got there, and it was Jordan, and it wasn't like scrubs, but it was not, it, they, were, they weren't a great team. That's how they got Jordan. You know what I mean? Let's, right. Be, let's be real. He had to be everything. So he was. And then when he had a teammate, when he had a guy like Pippen that, pippen probably the greatest bank shot shooter i've ever seen in my life no flare just just angles and and accuracy like he was amazing defense everything he needed to do to play like he probably the most underrated player i'd ever seen and now he's on the you know he was on the top 50 i think he's still up there yes for sure um well you know they they start pushing people down as guys like LeBron or whatever.
2: Somewhere the late Dolph Chase is like, keep me on that list. Right. I was on the top 50. Just hold 99. on by
1: fingernails. RIP Dolph Chase. Uh, um, but, like, that just sounds so salty. It just sounds so salty. Like, he's,
2: Scottie Pippen is still very, very bitter and angry. There's two things I've learned as I've grown older in my life. One, you're hitting at this a little bit, too, of it's weird what people believe. And <laughs> anything, like politically, religion. Just think how they view the world relationships. I've noticed that over the last, I don't know, five to ten years as my friends have gotten older and more mature in adults. I'm like, that's the one you're sticking with, huh? <laughs> or you see that situation that just happened. This is your takeaway from it. Right. I won't even dive into that because that would be a month long. That should be a podcast series right. about how people think. But the second part of it, and this is going to sound – I say this to a lot of people, especially younger students, and it's going to sound like it's being arrogant or cocky, but it's really not. And you got this because you've done this your whole adult life too. Sometimes you have to be your biggest fan. You have yeah. to be your biggest yep. supporter. You have to tell – in this field, we'll just do radio for example. Hey, I'm pretty good at this, and here's why. If you're an athlete, a coach, uh, a salesperson, hey, I think I can do this, and here's why I can do it. Because sometimes you won't have somebody having your back to say why you're good at something scotty pippen has clearly become scotty pippen's biggest fan and it's probably a defense mechanism or like another jordan question i mean i'm in the hall of fame i won six championships he didn't win any without me like you just said, Levac. i'm a right. top 50 player of all time can we just do an interview without talking about jordan so he's always like had to fight this off me like yo i'm pretty good like can we talking about me right like so just over 25 years he's just probably like God, what do I have to say well, about freaking well, and Jordan the last, again? The last
1: dance. Yes. That takes them off. And again, it's weird to me because I've seen a lot of the Jordan stories start repopulating my feed. You know, the the this one said that or this guy said this or this, what did Jordan say to you here and what and some of the Kobe stories are out there too and the, their similarities are, are are eerie to me. Like cuz I've I am i do not think I understood basketball at that level when Kobe was playing. Like, I, just, I was just a fan. I wasn't here breaking down how it works to the point where I just, like, Kobe's better than, this one's better one, like, now I see when people go, Kobe was, a, like, another Jordan. Maybe not as good, maybe better. Depending upon how you view it, I would say not as good, but of that ilk. And LeBron is, like, another magic, another, like, somebody of that nature, somebody who is a little more willing to, you know, pass where jordan was like no this is my shot like if we're gonna lose this game it's gonna be because i miss but we're not gonna lose because i'm not gonna miss and it's i'm glad that you said it the way you said it because as the pippin to my jordan i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate you knowing what i've been doing all this time i really do it's really good of you somewhere
2: ken and latham's like at least they know i say it every time i call at least they get it now <laughs>
1: yeah well back and the other guy um
2: scotty is a great player And look scotty for our younger listeners he had his chance post chicago there were a lot of people who defended Scottie Pippen post-Chicago that when he played for Portland and Houston, yeah. that he was going to be the piece. Like, if you were a Pippen fan... That. Right, a lot yeah. of people did. There were, It's like, hey, if you've always been a Jordan fan and you felt like Scottie Pippen was underappreciated, all that other stuff, he had his opportunity. Those Portland teams and those Houston teams didn't get over the top. Pippen didn't lead him to a championship like some people thought he could. And maybe that's a part of his legacy, too. Like, what if Pippen did get a championship post-Jordan? Like, Do we have the Shaq-Kobe comparison? Because... I'm glad you brought up Kobe because that's probably the only other real comparison over the last 30 years of two Hall of Fame basketball players. But the media perception is the Robin, the number two. When Shaq and Kobe, now thinking back later, I don't have that same type of feel of there's a Batman and a Robin in this scenario or a sidekick. I just think of Shaq and Kobe. It's like, wait a second. They had Shaq and Kobe. That should be the mentality of fans looking back at the Bulls, but it never has been and still isn't
1: well and, and I think part of it is too, when Shaq and Kobe were on the same team, they wouldn't neither one would allow you to talk about the other one like they were better than they were and and I know like <laughs> I remember being a kid. I remember my dad being like, "Ah, too many egos, too many egos. Pippin would let you say whatever the hell you had say he didn't care. Pippin wanted to win like in in all sincerity, like if he's gonna start bragging, now's the time to start bragging. It's like guys, you realize that the reason there was never a story about how great I was is I never raised my hand and said, I'm this great. The closest I came to it was asking for a freaking raise, but I couldn't get one because Jordan already had all the money. Like, those kind of things. Not like, he shouldn't be tearing down Jordan to make himself look better. Honestly, he should be building him up and being like, I helped him be better. He, he was great. I'm really damn good, okay? Like, I'm really, but it's it doesn't, I think all those years of being in the shadow, all those years of being called Robin, I think he's, he's just like, it's what here you go, nerds. He never became Nightwing. He never had his own. And when he did, it didn't work. I don't know that reference, but I'm assuming it's very At one like, point, hey, Robin leaves Batman and becomes Nightwing and th- fights crime on his own.
2: I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt at one point was going to become Robin. Is that a
1: different? That was weird because he actually went by the name Robin in real life. So it was weird. You don't really know how that was going to
2: pan out. Scottie pippen stuff too in interviews like this he is really damned if you do damned if you don't because okay so let's let's go with that theory you had let's say he praises jordan says he's the greatest of all time nobody's better does it diminish his skill set because it's like you know he's so great maybe he didn't need me but then you flip it to the other side and i saw mike greenberg going nuts about this because he covered the team for chicago at that point I know Danny Parkins is out there in Chicago. Like people in Chicago are now like turning on Scotty to be like, "Oh God, he's just an angry, bitter old man." Like, okay, so when he takes a shot at Jordan, it might make yeah. him look better. But if he says he's great, and it makes though. him look worse. Right? It doesn't. Well, like, I don't know what he should say at this point. So, like, a lot of what I
1: what I've done in my career outside of radio is it's is to look at a story, to look at how things are being portrayed. And, to, and decide how I can get my message out. Like, I, like in politics, you call it a spin doctor, right? But it's uh, I don't look at it that way because everything I've ever done has been, how do I get the truth out? How do I get you to see the truth? And you can't you can't get somebody to see the truth by being negative about a god. And as far as basketball goes, Michael Jordan is a god. Like, think about it. Have you seen the movie Air yet? No. Oh, it's really, really good. It, Michael Jordan is so special that they made a movie... About Michael Jordan, that Michael Jordan isn't in, <laughs> That's
0: pretty and awesome. it's good,
1: and it's really good. <clears throat> but like you've probably seen the preview, um, there's a point where Sonny Vaccaro, Matt Damon is is Sonny Vaccaro. He goes, a, a sneaker is just a sneaker until your son steps into it. It's talking to Jordan's mom. Imagine being a dude who was you know cut from the high school team, had to put on size, had to get better. Wins championships in college, but isn't credited with them. Like, he's just an extra guy. All these things. Picked third in the draft, not first. And here's this million-dollar shoe company. And, and, again, at that point, they're primarily a running shoe company. And they're going to you. The reason we're going to be great, the reason these shoes are special, is they're going on your feet. Like, I'm sorry. Just hearing somebody say it about somebody else, my ego fluffed up. <laughs> like, that's, that is the kind of, like... How would you expect Jordan to not be like, I'm the greatest. I'm going to do what I have to do to win because it's all on me. Nike now is on my back because they're on my feet. Like, it's all on me. No one ever looked at Pippen until he got to Houston, until he did whatever, where it was like, hey, it's all on you, Scott. You go get it done. It was, it's Jordan. And then even, even when Jordan was out, it was, well, hopefully Scott can just kind of make him competitive. Not can they stay a winner because they've got, you know, one of the best players in basketball. It was, well, he's still here, I guess. I guess if Tony Kukoc comes out and plays really well, we might have a chance.
2: And those teams, again, history has changed this, whether you watch Space Jam or The Last Dance, which is a smaller part of this documentary. Those teams, 94 and 95, it's always weird at those false starts in basketball, but do we know what we mean? 94 and 95 finishes. Both playoff teams, both 50-plus win seasons. But even though those teams were good without Jordan when he's playing baseball, what most people might remember from The Last Dance is when Scottie Pippen got ticked off at Phil Jackson and refused to take the shot and go back on the court. Right. And right. it was, I want to say it was John Paxton who hit the shot. I know Steve Kerr hits one later on with the uh, Bulls dynasty, but yeah, that's what we took away from that. Even though those teams were really good and still in the playoffs and with the championships, the Rockets did with Elijah then, mm. but that's what it looked like that we, you know, history has changed, but I, I totally see what you're saying there about air in Jordan and the mystique and the marketing that, you know, even when we think back to the eighties and the early nineties and the mid nineties of how we've seen Michael Jordan campaigned for and marketed for, the help of Scotty wouldn't have helped the marketing campaign of I wanna be like Mike. And also Scotty right. like it wouldn't have <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> how great would, it been if, like, how great would it have been if was
1: catchy. How great it was like, I wanna be like Mike, and then like a really dramatic dun 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 you look over and there's Scotty behind him. <laughs> but not Scotty. Uh um, what about Scotty? <laughs> And it just sucks because he's. I have, I'm such a fan of the way he played basketball. I'm a, I'm a fan of the way he handled his professional career, with a few small exceptions. But to be honest with you, I didn't remember the not coming back out for the shot. I didn't remember the fighting over the money. I didn't remember any of that until the last dance. So you know what? Maybe he's got a right to be a little high sodium right now. Maybe he's got a right. Uh, this is and Gaz Fox Sports Radio 95.9 uh, and 980. Would
2: you say sometimes it's a, a pest? michael jordan is for scotty pippen or is that too much of a Uh,
1: i think he's too big to be called a pest i think i I mean we could ask is if there's anybody who would know how to take care of that it would be usx pest control uh first step for everybody go to usxpest.com schedule your free inspection we both had our inspections done on our houses um i had the service done already they went around they did the it's um so usx is part of the gagne family of brands which is who brought us uh Uh, cat's eye sorry for whatever i kept thinking cat guard cat's eye i had a pippin moment um please don't let that be a thing i feel bad already uh but so like that cat guarding is non-chemical exclusion so they go around they they seal up all the areas where things could get in i had bats in my attic a while back so they put it's like a one-way vent so the bats can get out but they can't get back in and they sealed everything else up so once the
2: bats are out they came
1: back in they sealed the vent up i haven't had bats
2: Look at that, man. They're actually killing it for you. They're going to be- I'm not killing it. Freeing them. Much. Freedom. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, USX Pest. That's right. We've been a whole different situation there. They're swinging by my place, I believe, this week. I got to call Tim. Make sure it's all good to go. The sister-in-law. Another sister-in-law. You sickos. It's going to be there. It's still probably there. But I'll be there. That. It's still- Is ah. this the other- What's Which which flower is this one named after? Calla Lily. Hello. Uh, usx pest will be there with the long list of stuff that i thought was wrong with my home and it wasn't shout out to tim for checking it out making sure everything's well, good looking forward to think that. about yeah.
1: that think about what you just said right there oh i've got this and i've got that and i've got that in my head i'd be hearing cha-ching 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 usx pest goes i don't think we need to spend the money on this part i don't think we need to spend the money on this part i don't think... here's where we need to focus and they, it's just that's cool that's what i need out of a company if you want me to trust you usx pest control yes it's that much closer to me actually going out and enjoying my memorial day tommy corporate in the other room with his uh his syracuse (laughs) basketball jersey on you are a hairy man you are a hairy man
2: the bosses didn't see me showing up today i thought about wearing this the other day but the pearl washington's on the sunburn's not so bad the hair is out how could you get a sunburn through that sweater (laughs) It's an odd. Does Rex come up to you and pet
1: you like a, like a like a family animal? It's an odd color. <laughs> it's not a color, it's hair. It's like <laughs> you you've like you're a hairy hairy gentleman. Why is
2: it oh, on the shoulder so much? You know? I know I,
1: yeah, it's got to be a genetic thing. Like you're you must've been bred for something. Like your family like back in the day must have done a lot of like working fields or something like you guys raked a lot or something
2: and it's not thick hair i'm not like it's just everywhere is it thick it's let me take off the jersey look at my chest i would rather you didn't
1: i I would rather you i'd rather you put more on um (laughs) so tonight you got the uh, yankees 940 first pitch you got um monday raw right here in the capital region they won't have to give away tickets or do any stunts to get people in the building.
2: You know, I know we're going to get to the pick of the day. Thanks to Mohawk Shiv. I know you're going to talk a little bit more yeah. about Mohawk Shiv. are just getting get everything laid out. Yeah, you know,
1: there's I, some stuff to do tonight while you're while you're
2: recovering from your beach day. I want to put a pause there on the WWE Monday Night Raw thing because they were just in Saudi Arabia yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So Night of Champions. What's the flight like from Saudi Arabia to Albany?
1: Long. It's a long flight. It's long.
2: I just didn't think that. I'm just like trying to map it out of my brain here. Like, okay, could they have gone to like, I I guess that's the closest city. That doesn't make any sense. Does it out loud? Like, usually no when idea. they come to Albany, it's like a Boston, New York City, Albany, Buffalo.
1: Well, because but remember by our time, because I saw the updates come across my Twitter at like lunchtime early or like early late early afternoonish. So like what two three o'clock our time. They were wrapping up Night of Champions. Yeah. And then you had a day. That was on Saturday. So then Sunday's a full travel day, probably get a nap in. Remember, th- these guys, this all they do is travel. 200-plus days a year, they're on the road or in the air, as the case may be. So I don't think it's as bad for them as it is for us. Like, if we did that, we'd be like, uh, nah, nah. We'll, we'll cut a promo real quick from this couch, and then we're <laughs> out of here. But no, like th- they're used to that. They're fine. And plus, you probably see a lot of people that you didn't see in Night of Champions tonight. Like the night of champions, guys. Like with Seth freaking Rollins, he'll cut a promo. I doubt I'll have a match.
2: I'm also interested. I know it's May usually when Monday Night Raw comes to the capital region. It's been May traditionally the last few years. Memorial Day show, better, worse. I feel like the Memorial Day one's one of the least watched Raws because of the summer starting and summer ratings are a little bit different and everything else. I'm not complaining. Because I want to be there. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about this more. I was there at the last two Raws, and I had never gone to a Raw until 2019? I think when Ronda Rousey debuted. So shout out to everybody who's listening to us potentially going to Raw and having a great time tonight. We wish we were there. We are here. I heard Antonio Brown's going to wrestle. I heard he's going to wrestle
1: tonight. That's not true. No? Okay. Well, yeah. All things have to be true for us to say them now? Stop it. Uh, Of course, Game 7 tonight. I know everybody will be watching that. Heat, Celtics, live from Boston. Um, I, I don't even know if I want to make this my pick. Like, so the play of the day, of course, brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Uh, we try to do a pick every, the end of every show, you know, let everybody know like what, what we're going to have working. I am completely, like, nothing makes sense in this series. Nothing makes sense at all. You got, you got a heat team who barely got into the playoffs and then you've got, the Celtics, who were one of the favorites to win the Eastern Conference, especially once Milwaukee was gone, who, by the way, got beat by the Heat team that, was, that shouldn't even be in the playoffs. The Heat win three. Then they look like they forgot how to bounce a basketball. It's like if they even in up lineup, they're like, is that square thing the basketball? Like what? And now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe that the Celtics, just because no one's ever won four in a row after being down 0-3, I'm supposed to believe the Celtics are, will forget how to play basketball tonight? Like, it's, this is a tough one. This is, there's there's so much history that says the Heat, but there's so much my eyes have seen the last three games to say, how do you go against the Celtics?
2: That's seven and a half numbers. Odd. I know seven's actually not numbered, so it's five, true. but that's not, it's not what I meant by that. You would think after game six, we talked about it earlier in the show, a tip in to win it, history on the line, everything else going on, that seven and a half would not be the number. Oh, it's got my mind spinning Levesque. I, I wanna pass on this too because of the number. But I also had a future wager on Boston, so I will be rooting for Boston tonight. I'm a,
1: I mean, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Heat. I'm gonna hope that Hemi Butler shows up and just goes because I just I hate the Celtics. And with the Lakers not in, I don't I don't want I don't want the traditional powers. And I know the Heat have won a ton, you know, with LeBron and everything, Wade and all that, but at the same time like the Celtics and the Lakers are the, are the traditionals, right? Those So the Lakers are out. Nuggets are in. I I think the Nuggets beat whoever goes in front of them. The better series is probably the Celtics. But then again, you probably would have said that about every series that he'd have been in. Like, nah, It would be better if we got the other team. No, I'm i going to go. I'll go Heat just because of the points. And, and that's, that's my play tonight. Heat plus seven
2: and a half. Ooh, okay. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. All right. Uh, I'm going to root for boston i'm staying away from the line because it's just hard for me to wrap my brain around this okay so this happens to everybody whether you host a radio show host a podcast television if you love sports you have to admit it to yourself whether you want it or not there is either an athlete a coach or a team it could be one or two people it could be five people someone's name you constantly mess up we're not judging you levac and i do it Oh, they're, I do I do it way too much if somebody gets look, paid to do that. There's like three or four people that trip us up every single time. There was a pitcher for the Marlins and Dodgers, I believe. Julio and was one of mine that I used to constantly screw up. Of course, the Giants uh wide receiver, I'm probably gonna do it again here just by accident. I've interviewed him before. Plaxico Burris, but I used to say oh, Bur huh? but I used to say Burrows, And I know <laughs> how to spell it. B U R R E S S. I'd say Burrows just out of habit sometimes.
1: How many times did I call James Harden Rich Harden?
2: And they're both athletes, right? And right. you know both of those guys are different people. It just happens, right? It just happens where there's somebody in your brain. You just can't kick it no matter what you do. I am betting on one of those guys tonight, and I'm probably for the 100th time going to butcher his name. And I can think of Eric Hanneman, who's doing a great job in Bristol, who was our former intern and then producing everything else. He would always tell me, gosh, it is. And now I'm forgetting if it's Kopech or Kopak, it Michael Kopek. And I probably I butchered it. I, I butchered it. He's number one on my list. And I love this player so much because <laughs> I thought he was going to be one of the Cy Young award-winning pitchers six years ago. Because this guy was thrown 106 in the minors. That sounds like guys. He's not throwing 106. Go find K-O-P-E-C-H. Michael and someone's screaming. It's Kapak. Some random accent they're putting on it. He's pitching tonight for the White Sox at home against the Angels. I saw his name pop up. I'm like, oh, I can hear Eric in my headset, and I can hear myself saying, I don't want to bet him because I forget how to say his name. I here on this Memorial Day will admit, he is number one on my list of names that I butcher, and I probably butchered it again there. But I'm taking a pitcher coming off of Tommy John who can still probably throw heat. So, so wait, should you take the White Sox? Is that what you're trying to White them? Sox money line, yeah.
1: All right, White Sox money line for you. Uh, heat plus the points for me, and, and just – a lot of hope. I, I'm not. I'm not brave enough to take the money line. I feel like it'll be a good game tonight. At least, like that's that's the deal. Like I feel like it at least, you know, we'll get a, like uh, some kind of resemblance to what happened in Miami the other night. Where yeah, it's the the stray ball gets put back. You know, they, I had the Heat plus three. They covered. I was happy. I do want to remind you that I did say Hugh Darvish would be a batting practice pitcher against the Yankees. I was not wrong about that. That worked out for me. But uh yeah, I I don't I don't love anything tonight, but I hate getting points with the heat the least. So I'll do that. That's where I'm at.
2: There's one other big thing I want to talk about. We've got a few minutes. We've, we've got a few minutes left here on the show. Here's what I'd like to do, LeVac. Can you tell us a little bit about Mohawk Chevy? Because what we're about to talk about, some people who are listening, especially on our podcast oh, side here. and our live side, may not want to hear what's going to happen coming up spo- close to the show. spoiler alert. Right. I, but I want to make sure to give Mohawk Chevy love. So let's talk. And I saw the Black Widow out there today. Oh, and then, we'll do, Joe. Well, let's talk about Mohawk Chevy, She's and beauty. then we'll do this that I want to talk this, about for this sure. This
1: is the deal. You've heard this before. Like when I talk about Mohawk Chevrolet, it's like you hear people talk about, like, I just, I'm not ready. They don't, I'm never going to find exactly what I want. I'm going to do this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. I was I, I legitimately did not think there was any way on God's green earth they would be able to I would be able to own a Black Widow Chevy Silverado Z seventy one RST. So I sat down at first with Andy Gelcher, then then, you know, Katie Duncan, then my guy Derek cooked me up, went through the whole process, got it done. It's it, it took a little moving, had to do some things, but I really, really wanted it. So they helped me find new roads. To my, to my Black Widow. You know I've been talking about a Black Widow for for years and years and years and years. Tommy Canely, you know, a local who who pitched for the Yankees and is with the Yankees. He has one. I saw his. I've wanted one ever since. So so I I, I got it done. They got it done for me, if I'm being perfectly honest. So why am I telling you so much about Mawak Chevy and, and my dream to get this Black Widow and I got it? Because they can get you any vehicle you're looking for now. Because not only is it Mohawk Chevrolet, all that great, great Chevrolet product all over the lot. Silverados, Traverses, you know, Equinoxes, everything's out there. The, the Impalas. But now they got Car Bravo. Any make, model, all that great stuff right there at Mohawk Chevrolet. So find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet where they always go out of their way to please you. So cool. So cool.
2: So happy about it. Super impressive to look at in person. Oh. First thing I saw to you told you when I walked in and saw it, I was like,
1: man. I washed it today. I went,
2: I went through uh, went through the car wash today,
1: and I, like, literally looked at the guy. I go, I'm going to be okay to drive this through there, right? Like, tires are pretty wide, got a four-inch lift on it. Like, I'm, I'm good, right? The guy's like, yeah, you're fine. Like, calm down. <laughs> Easy, buddy. You <He's, laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't rolling around in Bigfoot, buddy. He ain't a monster. This ain't Grave Digger. Ain't no monster truck, all right? All right, it's a nice truck. Calm down. And I went, you know, and then I said, you wish you had it? He was like, Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah, if you was. haven't if you haven't seen the HBO series finale of Secession, I'm going to give you a five-second. Oh, second... I thought we were talking about Barry. No, nah, nah. although Barry is popular, we're not talking about Barry. Here's a five second countdown. Probably for the next two and a half minutes, we're going to talk about Secession here, and then we'll catch you on Tuesday. But I want to talk about this. So here's your spoiler alert. Come back to us tomorrow if you don't want to hear what happened. If you're on <laughs> podcast, you can stop the episode right here. Five, four, three, five, count, two, one. What did you think about the episode?
1: I liked it. Um I liked I liked some of the parallels because I had to think about it afterwards because the way it ended at first I was disappointed because again I, you were warned I really thought Kendall Roy would end up with with everything like I thought he'd be able to run it and and then they like they lead you in that direction a lot um so when he when he isn't and you see the way he's sitting there at the end all I could think of is when he was going through rehab and everything so like I thought the the point they were making was he's as addicted to corporate America, to, you know, Roystar and everything else, as he was to drugs and alcohol. Like, he's that addicted to that. But you also see the old man security guard that he hired is standing in the background. So I'm like, in my mind, it's only a matter of time before he's going after them and tearing them apart with some other company.
2: There's a difference here between Best show you've ever seen And favorite show What I like about Secession In comparison to other shows That that I would consider favorites Like Entourage and How I Met Your Mother Are some of my favorite shows But I don't think they're some of the best shows That have ever been on television I bring up those two for for this example The creators and writers and producers of those shows Have admitted We had an idea of where the end was going to be But along the way we weren't really prepared for stuff Like season one (laughs) we weren't ready for season seven how I Met Your Mother's last season was rough. And Entourage, some of the stuff was, I mean, Ari Gold's kids changed. The number of kids he had throughout the show. But, <laughs> yeah, this, happens. but this show you could feel like, okay, from episode one, season one, to this, these guys had an idea of what was going to happen. I know later in like the post-scene credits he talked about, like I had an idea of season three where who was going to take over. Man, it was awesome. I think it's my second best show I've ever watched start to finish. I know Sopranos is in there. Some people, that's their number one. Breaking Bad for me is number one. This is number two. Loved it. it. A Shakespearean tragedy. It felt like like the sadness of Kendall Roy, the guy Tom who kind of is unimpressive gets yeah. it. Yeah. Shiv having to deal with him again. Roman really not the not TikTok having to. I think it.
1: she wanted to.
2: Yeah, because I think that's the real
1: reason she went the way she went. Is she wanted her? She wanted her husband. She she actually likes her husband. Nerd. Like that's. It, that show, the crazy thing about that show is from episode to episode, from minute to minute, I would go from liking a character to hating them back to liking them to hating them. Like you, the same care like I can't think of, there's every show I've ever watched, like that That person's my favorite, I hate that person. And every once in a while, they can redeem the hated person or turn the, the one you like a lot evil, but like this show, they did it almost weekly. I. I the best thing about Succession,
2: four seasons done.
1: If they dragged it out any longer, it would
2: have ruined it. Got it and got out. Just like yep. us here on Memorial Day. Look at that segue. <laughs>
1: we could have got out a lot earlier. I could have been on a lake right now. I'm just saying.
2: Uh, we're back here tomorrow,
1: 3 o'clock. Um, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the Yankees and, I don't know, maybe this NBA game that that's taking place. Uh, aside from that, I make no promises. But uh, make sure you're back here with us, uh Whoever's in for Cavino and Rich, because I'm sure they're important enough they didn't have to work today, they'll be next right here <laughs> on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980.